Good evening and welcome back to the Big Four Sports Podcast. Happy Sunday. I had to do one this weekend because I haven't done an episode since May 26th. I've been asleep at the wheel recently, but uh, I'm back. I'm back. Um, so today's um, like debate, or like not, not, not really a debate, it's more of a rant. I got asked this. It was, what is a sports take that you know is true but wouldn't be well received? I didn't actually get asked this. I saw this like online. And uh, it was like, post your comments. I'm not, I'm not going to comment that, but I'm just going to do it on here. And I actually have three. And I think the, and I, let's just start with the obvious. Messi is better than Ronaldo. That is a one, that's 100% true. I mean, if you look at the, the longevity of Messi, getting that World Cup certainly solidified him as the GOAT. And people still talk about Ronaldo and like saying how he's better. No, I, and I would take Messi over him. And I think, even though Ronaldo might play next year and Messi might retire, I mean, still, I mean, Messi's better than Ronaldo. That's a take that is 100% true. And if I were to say that to some people, they completely disagree. The next thing is that Josh Allen is the most overrated QB in the NFL. This this is absolutely true, and I have evidence to back it up. First thing, people are saying, like, oh, yeah, Josh Allen's my MVP. Yeah, Josh Allen's my MVP. He didn't even come in top five in any of those years. And people saying, oh, Bills are Super Bowl champs. They can't make it out of the AFC Championship. They didn't even make it to the AFC Championship this year. So I don't know what you want to do with an overrated Bills team and an overrated QB that lets his arm overtake him too much and throws interceptions every single second. So, yes, I absolutely don't think that the Josh Allen hype, I think the Josh Allen hype is complete garbage. You guys can continue to hype him up if you want, but just know I'll be right. The Bills, I don't know, I, I buy if you guys watch my episode of like way too early NFL hot takes buy or sell, I buy that the Bills would come in fourth in the AFC uh, East. Don't be surprised that ha- if that happens, and just know the Bills aren't aren't winning the Super Bowl this year. What if they make the Super Bowl? I'll be shocked. The next thing is that the Lakers and LeBron James are both the most overrated things in the sport of basketball. First of all, I don't know why the LA Lakers were getting this much hype. I mean, they were like, oh, the rise of Austin Reeves. That was pretty impressive, but he can't he can't do it by himself. I mean, but like, I mean, I just don't understand the hype uh, around the Lakers this year when they get when they face they they face garbage teams. The Timberwolves, they're they just weren't good this year. And then like they face in the first round. Hold on. They faced like a down bad Grizzlies team with like the John Moran controversy and crap, and they faced um, Lakers face. Hold on. They faced the Warriors, which I mean the Warriors are still a good team, but they just weren't good this year. And when they face a really good team like the Denver Nuggets, they get swept. I mean, like what is the hype? around this team. Like, everyone's like, oh, LeBron's going to carry them. He has so much playoff experience. Oh, Austin Reeves has never been in the playoffs, but he's going to carry. Oh, Anthony Davis, even though he's injury-prone, he's still going to lead this team. Like, what the hell are you guys saying? As soon as they face a good team like the Nuggets, gone. Like, the, the, the hype is complete garbage. I don't understand the hype around the Los Angeles Lakers. If you guys can convince me otherwise, I mean, feel free, but... It's not going to happen. And LeBron James. I mean, like, come on. People people are, say, people are saying, like, 
oh, you know, if he if he wins this time, if he wins the title this year, which he didn't, suck it, LA Lakers. I freaking hate you guys. Um, the LA Lakers is uh, just no. I I absolutely I absolutely hate them, partially because they're rivals with my Boston Celtics, but. That's beside the point. The Celtics are going to get the 18th banner before the Lakers. I'm calling it right now. Call my shot. Uh, and then, like, so it's like, so if LeBron James wins the chip this year, and then wins it next year, he'll have six rings. Is he still the GOAT? This is all hypothetical. LeBron's not winning another ring. Like, come on, though. I mean, like, like let's be honest. Do you really trust a 39-year-old? To carry your team. He's 39. He, he he does his like old he does like his old move that kinda works now. I mean like if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, look up classic LeBron and you might find it. But like he has like some old man move that gets him open. It's like some like size I don't even know how you describe it, but it's just no. And also I just don't like LeBron James. I mean he's La Flop. I mean La GM. You know? I mean like he's just yeah, no, do you, like, and back to my 39-year-old point, do you really trust LeBron James, who's 39 years old, to carry the LA Lakers, carry this, like, kind of down-bad Lakers team to a champion to a championship? And, like, and I don't even know why he's in the GOAT conversation. That's an obvious Michael Jordan. He was, we're like, LeBron, was, hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm kind of revisiting the, the NBA GOAT debate is obvious kind of episode where my where I was sick that episode and my voice was just garbage. I'm kind of revisioning it. LeBron James record the finals. Yeah, so he's like four for ten in the NBA finals. Michael Jordan six for six. I mean, like like LeBron has just been to the finals so many times and just choked it. He had that he had that three to one comeback. Well Red Sox Yankees comeback down three oh. There you go. But I mean like just the hype is complete trash. I mean I don't I don't understand why there's hype around the LA Lakers and LeBron James. That's why they're the most overrated thing in the sport of basketball. Let's get what to you guys let's let's get to what you guys actually came here for. The title of this episode, which is ten of the ten of the most Annoying and bandwagon fan bases in sports right now, and I think we're gonna, we got to start it off with the most bandwagon. It's not the Canadians; they're gonna, they're on this list later, but the New York Yankees. Tell me I'm right. I'm right. I'm I'm absolutely right. I mean, with the there's no way to actually count bandwagon fans, but we can do we can just figure out by the winning history and how good their team is and how big of a market that they are. Um, we can just figure that out right now that they're probably a bandwagon fan base and they try and like buy championships. I mean, they have Aaron Judge hitting 62 home runs. I mean, that's definitely going to draw some bandwagoners. So, I mean, like, yeah, that's 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 really my take. Yankees, 27 championships. Absolutely hate them. I mean, you have Aaron and Derek Jeter attracting bandwagon fans. Um,. And then the New York Yankees. I just I just gotta remind every single old Yankees fan about this. Remember when you guys choked that 3-0 uh, ALCS lead? Guys guys remember that? Then Johnny Damon uh became your daddy in game seven? Yeah. 
suck it. Um, Alright, so actually, speaking of the Canadians, there are next. The winning history and just how like how many how much good talent they have and now their team finally sucks and now they're and now another losing fans this is the epitome of a bandwagon fan base right here so i mean like the 24 championships and just having so much generational talents on their team having a lot of great guys and being a really a winning organization making it to the playoffs like 10 straight years in a row, I think it was something like that. I mean, like, yeah, that's going to attract some bandwagons. And now they finish, like, 26th, uh, like, in the league, in the, in the whole league last year. And now they are just floundering about, and they're losing fan base. And they're losing their fan base minute by minute. So, yeah, just not a good look for the Canadians. They're overrated. They're a bandwagon fan base. Bandwagon team. Let's move on. Kansas City Chiefs. I'm 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 absolutely correct with this. Absolutely. I tell me I'm tell me I'm wrong. Okay, but like Patrick Mahomes is gonna attract bandwagons. Travis Kelsey is gonna attract bandwagons. Where now? I give credit to these Kansas City Chiefs fans that were like actually grew up in KC and had to live through that live through that six year title drought. I tip my cap to you. But those people that just join in because of Patrick Mahomes, yeah, no. I, there's a ton of you guys out there. I mean, my buddy uh, Amir, he's a Chiefs fan, and he joined because he said, oh, I like Patrick Mahomes. Um, I asked someone else that, and he said, oh, I joined the Chiefs fan base because I like Patrick Mahomes. This is bandwagon, okay? This is total bandwagon. This is what makes the Chiefs fan base just so damn annoying. All right, how about the Los Angeles Lakers? I just talked about them. I mean, with the hold on, with the Lakers winning history, and with like the amount of generational talents that they have, like Kobe Bryant, you know, they got Shaq for a couple of years. They had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, you know, all all these guys, and so that right there is going to attract some bandwagons. 17, 17 championships. They say they're the most iconic. Sports, uh, they say that they're the most iconic basketball team of all time. You know, that's going to attract some bandwagons. Um, next, how about the Los Angeles Dodgers? How about the LA Dodgers? Um, now, the LA Dodgers, I have my reasoning for this, is probably the fact that the Dodgers, won they're a winning organization. Well, yeah, they the Dodgers never seem to be a bad team. And maybe the fact that, like, every single star – since, like, every single star in the MLB since, like, 2017 has played for the Dodgers. I mean, Corey Seager, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Manny Machado. I mean, like, every like every star, it feels like, has played for the Dodgers. Dodgers, Walker Buehler, Clayton Kershaw. I mean, like, now give the, give the Dodgers credit. They have developed and drafted their – they have drafted and developed their own guys. But still, they get a bunch – they're probably going to get Shohei Otani this offseason. And that's going to attract even more bandwagons, and the the twenty and the World Series win in twenty twenty only seem to attract more. So, Dodgers bandwagon fan base. I think this one is the second most bandwagon, the Dallas Cowboys. So I saw this a uh, guy that would go around to a to like a Cowboys game or like a yeah they go to like a Cowboys game and they'd be like 
where are you from? Oh, I'm from Missouri. And then why are you a Cowboys fan? These people, there's so many bandwagon fan bases. Well, there's so the Dallas Cowboys are arguably the most bandwagon fan base in all sports. I mean, you got people coming coming on from like Maine to be a Cowboys fan. They say because they're America's team. Come on, like at least just cheer for another team that's not America's team. The Cowboys are are they're garbage. That's what they're that, that's what they are. They're absolute garbage. They can't win in the playoffs. If if you were to if you were to just hear the hype of the Dallas Cowboys fans that hype their team, they'd, you'd probably think that they've won like two championships within the last like five years. But no, they haven't even made it out of the second rounds. And I was I was impressed that they that uh the Cowboys got past the first rounds. But I mean, either way, the Cowboys are a very very bandwagon fan base. Um, that's my reasoning. Uh, next up is the Golden State Warriors. Warriors. Warriors dynasty. That's going to attract bandwagon fans. If you have a dynasty, you're automatically going to attract some bandwagon fans. And that's really what it is with the Warriors. I mean, like, people always say, like, you know, it was like LeBron's Miami Heat. You know, it was LeBron's Cav- Cavaliers. Or it was the Warriors. Take your pick. But the Warriors had the most. And the, the big three of, like, Curry, Clay, and Draymond. I mean, that, that's going to attract some bandwagon fans. So, yeah, Warriors are like, you, like I, a lot of people just join the Warriors to just have a winning organization. I mean, the Clay Thompson already said it. If the if these if these Dubs fans are are going to be are going to be here now while we're on a dynasty and they weren't here before, you don't deserve to rep the Warriors, and that's absolutely true. Now, the next one is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, I mean, this one's also kind of obvious, but now I think the fan base is kind of going to go down to what it was before Tom Brady. It, it just felt like, you know, like while their quarterback was like Jameis Winston when he had his 33-30 season, yes, 33 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, the fan ba- the the fan numbers were like probably last in the league, but now Tom Brady comes and they're like first. So I mean, yeah. Like, do you truly think that there wasn't bandwagon fans with this exact data right here? Yeah, there absolutely was. I mean, it's it's the goat. It's Tom Brady. You're gonna have bandwagon fans, and that's what I think happened with the Bucks. Uh, how about the Tampa Bay Lightning? For our next one, the Lightning—they've been a winning organization since like hold up since like 2010. And I mean, tell tell me I'm wrong, but like the Lightning have been like just winners. They tied the they tied the uh, what's it called the all the all time wins in a single season before the Bruins got it. and then, like, they've won, like, a bunch of Stanley Cups with John Cooper and, like, Steven Stamkos. And, yeah, they tr- they attracted a lot of bandwagon fans. And, that's tr- and this is truly what I believe. I think, I think the Lightning are a big bandwagon fan base. And I will continue to stand by this. And how about the last but not least, the Phoenix Suns. My God, Phoenix Suns fans, I cannot stand them. I can I can I could never stand Phoenix Suns fans. After they won sixty four games, everyone was like, This is our year, this is our year. People started picking the Phoenix Suns blown out in game seven. And then um the off the off season of uh the trading of Kevin Durant 
people are like, I'm going with the Phoenix. Now, Depressed Ginger, um, if you guys don't know him, he's kind of least pop. He's not really that popular, but he, he predicted that the Suns would only lose one game throughout the whole the whole playoffs in in route to an NBA title. But the big three era is over. I mean, you, the whole super team era, it's done. Look at look at look at the two teams in the NBA Finals right now. The Miami Heat, sadly, and the Denver Nuggets, who are my pick. Nuggets in five. But um anyways, it's two all stars. For the Nuggets, it's Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray and a bunch of good role players and a really good bench. Like, I mean, you got Aaron Gordon. I mean, you got, like, Michael Porter. You got, like, Bruce Brown, Bones Island. A great bench. And same thing for the Miami Heat. It's Jimmy, Bam, your two all-stars, and a bunch of great role players. Like, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Caleb Martin, who I have high expectations for Caleb Martin next season. But uh, we'll see. But, yeah, so the whole super team era is over. And the Suns tried to do that, and that's what attracted bandwagon fans. When they won 64 games, bandwagon fans. When when the Suns traded for Kevin Durant, bandwagon fans. You know, like, the whole idea of, like, trading all your depth for, like, a 30-year-old superstar should never happen again. Because the new way of building a team is two all-stars and a bunch of really, really good role players. That was that was why the Dallas Mavericks were so successful last year against the Phoenix Suns. Because it, it was Luka and a really good bench. But the Mavericks traded everything for Kyrie Irving and they finished 11th. And they just didn't have defense. So yeah, uh, that's my take. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, yeah, if you, you can check this podcast out on all on all platforms, um, Spotify, Apple Podcast, you know, <sighs> excuse me, um, like Google Podcasts, you know, all that stuff. You can check out my Instagram, Big Four Sports Podcast, no spaces, and I believe it's an underscore between the big and the four. Um, I might do an MLB The Show uh, episode or video later. I might rebuild a team, do like a challenge, you know, like a punishment, whatever, like something like that. It wouldn't be like ice bucket or something. It'd be it'd be something like truly realistic. Like if I can't rebuild the New York Yankees and I had to buy an Aaron Judge jersey, which is a Red Sox fan, I'd pro- I'd probably go to jail for it. But that's gonna do it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. And uh, yeah, peace.